0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. Auntie. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be
2: on TV. Welcome to this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford at Studio. On this uh, 8 o'clock Monday morning, we'll uh, give some final thoughts to Bama. And mostly look ahead to Ole Miss and Arkansas. 11 a.m. from Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this weekend. On ESPN, Rebels trying to get to four and one on the season, pick up their first SEC win of the season against uh, an Arkansas team that uh, was four and zero before the uh, the thrashing at the hand of the hands of the Georgia Bulldogs over the weekend. So uh, that and more, look at lines. Have our normal Monday podcast for you here. The Podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon uh, Blue Sky location, Highway Six West in Oxford. Remember to uh, head on over to social media. Head over to Twitter. Follow Oxford Exxon. You uh, take a selfie in front of the convenience store, the Blue Sky right there on Highway 6. I need you to hashtag that Blue Sky Rebels. And when you do that, you're automatically entered into a chance to win an official Ole Miss football helmet, given out one uh, this weekend for Ole Miss and Arkansas. So at some point this week, head over if you're local. If not, if you're coming into town on Friday, do it then. We'll uh, get you entered in that again. Hashtag Blue Sky Rebels there with the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
3: We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. 662-257-1900. Call that number and uh, ask for Corey Clark. Uh, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662 257 1900 guests join us on the rafters music and food hotline rafters music and food on the square in oxford if you're coming in this weekend uh, maybe after the game on saturday maybe on friday before uh, before old miss arkansas head over to rafters and uh, enjoy a great burger po'boys, boys uh, great appetizers full beer selection full bar the whole deal there at rafters music and food on the square in oxford Rafters music and food in New Albany and then Rafters on the Water at Sardis as well.
2: So a uh, good bit of content up following uh old loss to Alabama, forty two twenty one there in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Um so head on over. A lot of conversation, a lot of different stuff there on the uh, on the board, Lane Kiffen will speak around uh around noon today. Um, yes. I believe. Something like that. So we'll we'll hear from Lane, we'll hear from somebody else. I don't know.
3: Who knows who else? And um So is today's Lane Kiffen press conference, is it is it a comprehensive recap or are we turning the page? What are the questions are people
2: still Lane playing? would definitely like to turn the page. I have a feeling though, knowing how these typically go, that there's gonna be a lot of rehashing from Saturday about now that you've watched the film, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. I think that will be a clause that is used maybe maybe multiple times today is my guess. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be allowed to completely turn the page. And he should be allowed to completely turn the page. We've already talked about Alabama a little
3: Yeah. Like, I don't have a lot more to say or even write or do about that game. I feel like it's been it's been covered.
2: I mean I I have and with a huge game on the horizon. I mean Arkansas is a sure. monumental game from season, from program, from a little bit of everything. I mean this this is actually a much from a strictly football standpoint, not all the drama around it, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a it's a much more fascinating football game than maybe even last week was from 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 that angle. Um from both sides, both two teams trying to do some kind of somewhat of the same things here. Um, yeah,
3: two teams that I would think would love to flush.
2: Yeah, just kind of, and one's going to get a chance to move on. Yeah when, yeah, when this game's over. So I mean, Saturday's tremendous. It's one thing, you know, it's one thing to rehash when it's like an open date or an Austin P or something where we're just kind of whatever. But I mean, no, I mean, I think page needs to turn. It's be about old Miss and Arkansas as a. As they move forward, I mean, I was thinking about it this morning when I got up, and just kind of looking around to see if there's anything crazy to talk about or whatnot. And uh, yeah, that was that was kind of my mindset. Was no, I mean, the hogs. It's a it, it, there are a lot of there are a lot of game storylines to uh, to this week. Uh, like I would think, and I don't know when Pitman does his press conference. I don't know
3: if it's yeah. a Monday or a Tuesday or whatever. But I would think most of their stuff will be looking ahead. I don't. There's not a whole lot to reflect on when you get beat the way they get beat. And he pretty much waved the white towel in the third quarter. I mean, they got starters out of the game. They played backups in the fourth quarter. Got some guys' experience. Yeah. And, you know, you didn't you didn't see that. It was funny, you and I talked about this before we got started. A couple of things that stick out to me about Ole Miss Alabama was in the fourth quarter, both teams were still playing their starters. Yeah. And that told me, okay, we can stop with this. This isn't personal stuff. It it is we can and from now on i won't do that anymore cuz you think how do you think they feel about each other
2: they want to kick each other's ass They're, whether that's personal i don't know well they both get something from it though i mean I, 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 yeah i don't know if it's personal or not it's not really about personal and i mean they can they, and they can respect the job they did together and i do think lane is legitimate when he talks about all the things he learned and all mm-hmm. those things i mean th- those are real yeah but Saturday was Lane Kiffin in every way trying to maximize an opportunity in case he won a football game. From everything in the theatrics before the game to the everything that he was doing around the game. If in case he won, it was going to be okay. absolute S- maximized to the hilt.
3: All right, I'm going to interrupt you here because it, yeah. the in case he won is what caught my attention and you said it twice. Do you think it was... In case he won, or do
2: you think he thought he was going to win? I think he thought he had a coin flip chance of winning that football game. I mean, look, if you go into those schools and you go, oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to kick the hell out of them. No, because nobody would. But. Yeah. I I do think that he felt like he had a really, really good chance to win that football game. He he certainly
3: did not see a 21-point loss. He
2: thought cost-benefit analysis, that doing that was worth it, giving his probability in his head of winning the football game. In my opinion, I haven't talked to Lane. I'm speaking for him here. We'll never know the answer to that. Yeah, but I think that's what happened. And I think worst case, like you said, he's got an idea of it looks kind of like last year is at least a close loss. You go... Hey, we scored a lot of points. That was fun. Hey, we're going to get them. Yeah, you know, just missed them. Okay, you know what I mean. Didn't yeah. expect twenty eight nothing and the the yeah. barrage that happened. So I think that's I think that's probably what happened. Um, and then on Nick's side, I mean, we talked about it all week last week with multiple people. If there's somebody he doesn't want to lo- lose to, it's Lane Kiffin for a multitude of reasons. They're differing personalities. The fact that Lane will not shut up about it. It's not that just move on to the next week yeah. thing. I mean, it's losing to Lane would be embarrassing for Nick and I think that that's what got into personal a little bit not even personal but got into what we're talking about of leaving starters in wanting certain scores in both directions I sure. thought that Lane was trying to maximize his opportunity and Nick was trying to kind of shut the kid up that who, who won't stop talking and it was a little yeah. bit of both those those, those those things from the about that from that game uh, look there's
3: going to be all the popcorn stuff is going to happen this week. If if that stuff bothers you, you probably need to ignore some social media. I mean, I've already seen some stuff that's coming today with popcorn. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know,
2: it'll be over by Wednesday. It'll. It'll and, and and that's what Lane has going for him is that our attention spans are so small. He's going to get made fun of for a day, and then by Saturday, oh, yeah, sure. where it's all over. So it's there'll be some new thing that somebody does somewhere around the country, and it is what it is. But he's got to make sure that he doesn't get distracted by it, that his program
3: doesn't get distracted by it, that does doesn't kind of linger because you can lose a you can lose two games on one Saturday.
2: Yeah. Oh no, there's there, you know, there's no doubt about that.
3: I'd rather get beat the way they got beat in yeah. Fayetteville, frankly. I mean, I'd rather go home with that where there's nothing to talk about. right really. well, let's move on.
2: And that's interesting. Grind, congrats on the, uh, the win in Baton Rouge. I told you that 1999 had nothing to do with it. Hope you had a lovely time. Let me know about it. Um, did you notice the crowd in Baton Rouge? Yeah, did did you watch that out. game? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, I didn't stay up to the end, but yeah.
3: So I stayed up. I realized um, you and I finished and I, I knew Carson had soccer games in Brandon yesterday mm-hmm. at 10 and at 2. And the plan was Laura was going to take him. And I was going to work. And then I realized that she was going to be really down about having to leave without being able to see the girls off and all that. So I said, I'll do it. And uh, she's like, no, 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 I'll do it. I said, nope, I got it. I'm I'm going to do it. So I came in here and I started working on 10 Thoughts because I knew I didn't want to get back at 630 on Sunday night and go, oh, God. And so I worked on that and I had that game on. It's over for Ed Orgeron.
2: It's completely over. I think he's seven and six or eight and seven since the national title. It's one or the other. Yeah,
3: there's there's no recovering. The crowd's given up on him. LSU takes great pride, whether they should or shouldn't, whether it's silly or not, whatever. They take great pride in their um, atmosphere at Tiger Stadium on a Saturday night. It's been yes, a, yeah, it's, it's been well documented that yeah. there have been times that that place has been so loud that it absolutely impacted the game. Um, It did not on Saturday. If anything, it worked against them. Because if you've ever been to Tiger Stadium, you know that they put 90-some-odd percent of the visitors in that end zone, that corner of the end zone. And so they can concentrate and make a lot of noise. And you heard a lot of Auburn noise in that game. And it was because so much noise was coming from that corner, and there wasn't much noise coming from anywhere else. LSU just could not. The fans don't believe in him anymore. It's over. I mean, you've seen it when it's over before. I mean, you know, you knew it was over here repeatedly with the the Matt Luke era, for example. People were there, but it was just kind of, uh, and it's it's over at LSU. It was a big win for Auburn. Uh, Bo Nix had a. A night that had an
2: interesting game, didn't he? Had
3: a wild game a week after he gets benched. He absolutely puts a team on his back and says, "Here we go! I'm going to do everything I can to get you there." And he did. But but I was more struck by the atmosphere or lack thereof on a Saturday night. I watched that game to its completion and then.
2: And that is a good question. I wonder if some of the protocols are limiting the attendance in any way. Ryan said it was at most at any point about 85% full and they started leaving at halftime. It's the leaving at halftime in a competitive game against Auburn is yeah. the problem more than the overall attendance.
3: Yeah, the, the, the um, protocol thing might explain why the other 15% weren't there. But when people are bolting at the half, mm-hmm. it's they don't like the product. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They don't want to be there in They're case bored. their team loses that or too. and yeah. or it's boring. Yeah. And look, and frankly, and this would be the big, this would be the indictment on LSU. Auburn played harder.
2: They're three and two. They easily could have lost to Mississippi State. Frankly, they didn't dominate anything inside the game other than big plays and a couple turnovers. And then next up, Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas. Next five.
3: Look, if they lose Saturday, and I think they probably will.
2: Frankly, they're a worse version of Kentucky right now. Yeah, Kentucky's Kentucky's better on defense than LSU is. They are Kentucky though can look so bad. I don't know what to do with them. I mean they yeah. they they play to their competition in a way that is frankly startling. Well, it'll be it'll be rowdy there Saturday night for LSU. I mean they got a it was, it was rowdy for Florida. I'll give Kentucky yeah. credit. That's as good as they can look on Saturday from a crowd standpoint.
3: And they'll they'll repeat it on Saturday with LSU coming to town. And if they win, they're six and zero. I mean six and zero is six and zero. Um. But for LSU, yeah, it gets weird now. You lose you lose there and you go home and play a Florida team that I still think is okay, and then you gotta go to Ole Miss, then you gotta go to Alabama. And then come home and play Arkansas. Mm. The question will be how long do they give him if he loses Saturday? I think they don't do it until his fourth loss. I kinda know some things. About what's going on down there, and I I, I got to be careful with what I say because I, I don't I don't cover that beat, and I'm I'm not triple and quadruple checking sources, but it's not good.
2: He has locker room issues. I'm asking this because what I mean, yes for, for the most part, what makes a difference whether you fire the guy mid season or he just knows it's over and you find him at the end of the year. I mean, what's the advantage? So when you do that calculus,
3: right? Yeah, sure. The the. The question you have is you look at his the end of his schedule. Yeah, sure. So let's let's play a game here with LSU. All right. Let's give them a win in the next 2 weeks. Either way. Okay. Kentucky or Florida. 4 and 3. They don't lose them both. 4 and 3. Let's say don't get mad at me, we're playing a hypothetical. They find a way to win in Oxford. 5 and 3. Now you're in an open date before Alabama and it's weird to fire him. Because he's five and three. Loses to Alabama. Are you firing him right after that? You punish him. Hey, you lost to Alabama. Screw you. You're out. Well, nobody's beating them. Yeah. There's one team in the country that can beat Alabama. Yeah. Then you get Arkansas. Now, if he lost that one, you could do it. But what if he wins it? And for kicks and giggles, let's give them a loss to Alabama and a win over Arkansas.
2: And I guess you're—I guess that's my point, though. By the time Arkansas gets here, it's so dang late in the season. What difference does two weeks well, make? Well, but here's the problem.
3: So now we did this – so now we've got them at, what, six and three? Yeah. So they beat Arkansas. We got them at four losses. Yeah. They beat Arkansas. They beat Louisiana Monroe. And, they and then A&M. they beat A&M. Well, now they're eight and four, and they finished with three straight wins, and he's doing this I've got momentum thingy and you've let recruiting go this long, I think what's more likely, the more I think about it, what's more likely is that a loss happens Saturday or next Saturday. And if you're Scott Woodward, you're cheering for Ole Miss on October the 23rd. You might have to hold your nose and swallow a couple of times. But you want that, and then you sit down with them in an open date and you negotiate a buyout. You go, hey, look,
2: it will look very similar to how Jeff Long was cheering for Ole Miss against Brett Bilomo that day in Arkansas. Yeah. When he was depressed when Arkansas won that football game. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. you. Uh, but if that
3: happens, you sit down with him on Sunday, October the 24th, and you go, hey, Ed, we owe you about $17 million. Let's figure this out. Hey, Ed, we got some Title IX issues and some NCAA issues that violate language in your buyout contract. So why don't we, rather than fight this out in court, why don't we give you $6.5 and, and call it a day today? And let's bring in Steve Ensminger or somebody, somebody who would never, even if they went to Tuscaloosa and won. Is not going to be the full And that's yet. what you have to do. You have to go, okay. you got to find the John L. Smith. Who can we bring in that yeah. even if we pulled off the upset of upsets and won in Tuscaloosa in 12 days, the fans wouldn't want him.
2: Yeah.
3: Because if there's any chance that that guy would be like the fans, oh, yeah, this is our guy. No, no, no. Then we're out. Then we're out. Yeah. At that point, you bring in the women's swim coach.
2: Yeah.
3: Do the Vanderbilt thing and just be woke for the last month of the year. Yeah. And that's not really the LSU style. Yeah. So I, I think Inzminger's the guy if he's willing to do it. Sure. And then you move on, and you spend November letting the media talk about who's next. Instead of losers or all Instead or of, else, hey, yeah. the Ed Orgeron watch. And then they've got this NCAA thing hanging over them. Now, I'm of the opinion that the NCAA has been neutered to the point that nothing's going to happen. The Title IX thing's probably another deal entirely. Mm-hmm. But as cold-hearted as this sounds, LSU can use the, the Title IX thing to, to settle with, yeah. with Orgeron.
2: We have our uh, MPW Digital logo over the Blue Sky logo, just FYI, oh, while I'm, all right, while I'm, I'll I'm move paying on. a bill here. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford, visitoxfordms.com, head to uh, the website, see everything going on this week and every week here Fixed. locally, Thank you, including uh, Tunes Around Town back on Friday, 5 to 7 o'clock for that, multiple locations to pick up some dessert, some to-go food. Check out the uh, the atmosphere for Home Football Weekend and some music at multiple points around the square and the Oxford area. And also uh, the Blicker Bus Tours, 3 and 4 o'clock on Friday. Get uh, tickets for that. Remember, an adult ticket comes with $100 off a pair of blue Delta jeans. So that and much more. Visit OxfordMS.com.
3: We are uh, also brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Coming soon in November, Walk-On Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant, 1737 B University Avenue in Oxford. The Oxford X-Men podcast also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social... Sports betting network. It's free to use. Uh, It's a cool, fun way to bet. There's no third party, so there's no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, and invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of the bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. Sign up today at bet.brothrow.com backslash mpw. We're also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get a 35% discount on any products from the site. Free shipping on $100 or more. Muddy Water has several new products on the site now. And their brand new Muddy Water Lady Camo apparel will be uh, is up as, as well. So go to muddywateroutdoors.com. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get 35% off everything at Muddy Water Camo. While you've got uh, Rebel Grove. Cut and pasted, go to Dead Soxy. com. Check out that co- collegiate line. Click on the uh, state of Mississippi and uh, go check out the really cool. Uh, there's basically, they're Lane Kiffin socks, they're Archie Manning socks. You get 25% off your entire order. Don't forget to check out what's on clearance. It's the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. The no shows are the best no shows that you'll ever try. It's the only ones that I've ever found that actually work. If you are like me and you don't like wearing loafers or whatever without a sock, but you obviously don't want a sock to show, Dead is the place to go. D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y dot com. Uh, Promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. Um, Arkansas and Ole Miss this weekend in Oxford. means people are going to be in the Grove. And then again in two weeks for the aforementioned LSU game. Three games in November. Still plenty of time to get in touch with uh, Kyle Thornton and the people at 7South tailgating. They provide the equipment, secure the spot, set up everything for you to make your tailgating experience easy, fun, and uh, and memorable. Uh, SEC games, $325. The packages start there. Uh, Non-SEC games, Liberty still comes to town, $225 per game for non-league games. Again, 7SouthTailgating.com, 662-321-1682. And while you're in the Grove, you want to make sure that uh, you're prepared. So go to GameChangerPatch.com. Get your Game Changer patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will help keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Uh, Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20
2: at checkout for
3: 20% off your purchase.
2: Podcasts are brought to you by Tan & Associates, NickstannOxford.com. For all your real estate needs, buy side, sell side, they'll take care of you. I've used them multiple times, but you give them a chance as well. Again, go to the website, see Gallery View, Map View, Talk With Agents, and much more. The weekly sponsor my 321 football content item. That'll be up again this week. You can click the link in that or click the link in my signature and be headed toward your next real estate purchase here in the Oxford area. So again, nickstanoxford.com is the website, six six two two eight one one two zero zero. Give you the lines in a second, but I was just kind of reading through the message board a little bit, reading Twitter. Um two very dangerous places to take a lot of consensus off of. Um but I was asked by I was on Chris Lee's SEC podcast on Friday and we were discussing that Ole Miss and State had kind of moved on, obviously from Freeze and Mullen and even, you know, from from whatever, and Matt Luke taking the Egg Bowl so seriously, and the fact that Leach and Kiffin are friendly or friends or whatever the hell you want to call their relationship. It's almost, though, I'm, I'm looking at this after Saturday's games. State beats A&M in College Station. Ole Miss obviously loses to Alabama. And Leach has no real interest in the rivalry at all. He has no whatever negative toward Kiffin, toward Ole Miss at this point. Um It's almost like the rest of the school was trying to make up for it and getting even more aggressive with trying to bait Ole Miss into things. I mean, you've got even the associate... What happened? Even like the state associate AD mentioning popcorn on Twitter on Saturday night and taking shots at Ole Miss. And it's just like... I find There's it There's be... this, like, I, I I don't like... When you're so consumed with someone else instead of yourselves, you're limiting your own ceiling here.
3: Yeah.
2: I, Ole Miss and State, whenever they've been guilty of this, if you're worried about each other, you're not going to do anything in this league. Never. Worry about yourself, make it as efficient as possible, and move on with your damn day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, you're in the same division with... You I... lost... I mean, State hadn't played Alabama yet. Losing 42-21 ain't out of the damn question, buds. No. I mean... I... But... If
3: Ole Miss does anything to play along, and they always do, Chase, yeah. nobody else in the country gives a shit. They don't care. Ole Miss should stop caring about that. They should never participate in it. Don't parade the damn egg around. Don't take it. Stop. You have a coach who goes, "Yeah, we don't really basic essentially says I don't care if the kids of Mississippi or not." Okay. Then let go. Let go. This this is the year to do it. By the way, the game's in Startville. Yeah, you're gonna take the silly trophy down there, win the game, and then leave it there. But they won't. They never will. It's not gonna happen. I know it's not gonna happen. But they're gonna keep taking the jabs, and Ole Miss inevitably, invariably does it back. Mm-hmm. And it's you. You don't see that everywhere else. They're obsessed with them, and for whatever reason, every time Mississippi State goes fishing, at some point somebody at Ole Miss bites. You're going to get popcorn crap this week. Let it go. Like you like you said, and you're exactly right. By Wednesday, by Thursday, we're all going to move on.
2: I, if I'm the PR guy at Mississippi State, I would have advised Will Rogers to not say some of the things he said on Saturday night. Um, what did he say? It basically said, if you're going to boo us or not cheer for us when we or be against us when we lose, don't cheer for us when we win. It, it, I, I get it, but fans have the right to pay money and do whatever oh, the hell sure. they want to do. So at some point, just shut up, enjoy the win, and move on with your day. Like there's no there's no reason to pick a fight with your own fan base after a win. No, I mean nothing good comes from it. Yeah, I get the frustration. I do. I get it. He's I mean, get kid, the sentiment. But yeah, but at yeah. the same time, it, it it serves no real purpose. Especially from the leader of your football team. Um, Now they won't whatever. It's a nothingness that will move on and be nothing by
3: today. I'm going to finish my state point here because it it gets missing if I don't finish with this. You play in the same division with Alabama, with Auburn, with LSU. LSU's a circus today, but in 2019 they were the national champs. Alabama's the best program in the country. Auburn typically doesn't stay down very long. Texas A&M appears to be the, the the poster boy for mediocrity, but there are a lot of resources there. You can't overlook them. You're either going to going to some pod system soon, or you're going to add Texas and or Oklahoma two giant brands mm-hmm. to your to your um, your division. If Ole Miss spends one second of emotional capital on Mississippi State, you're never going to get to your stated goal. If your goal is indeed to be a nationally elite program, mm-hmm. Mississippi State has to be a pimple on your ass. Well,
2: yeah, because I mean, we look—we've we, look, we've used it for years. We've talked about leaving trophies and minimizing. That can't be a one-day thing, though, because if you just do it as a one-day thing and then it goes back to whatever, mm-hmm. you look like you're even more into the robbery. You have it has to, to, to be completely no, embrace it. We're
3: not doing this anymore. I've long said it. I've said it for years. Because,
2: frankly, you have two options. You have that, or you just suddenly grab the trophy, put it, go put it in a closet somewhere like LSU does the boot, and yeah. then boom back on and go, okay, whatever. We, we want it. I get contractually. Maybe I have to grab it, but I'm not celebrating she it. You I'm don't not contractually have to grab you know? it. But you know what I mean. Yeah, like, you can also just go, hey, whatever. put it on the bus. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Put it in the luggage compartment. Yeah.
3: Win the game and don't parade around the stadium with the egg.
2: Yeah, we're not saying Ole Miss is worried about State today. We're saying State's still worried about Ole Miss and you can't bite back. Yeah, that is the
3: point. And that's, and that's the point. So we'll it's not see.
2: even that Ole Miss cares as much as State does. It's that when Ole Miss does anything, it just fuels them.
3: Yeah, Ole Miss lost so they went fishing. Yeah, Don't bite. Let them sit on the lake or the river or the bay or whatever with their – I'm not a fisher person, so you know what I mean. I the mean, dock? On the dock, whatever, with the rod in the water yeah. or the bait in the water, holding yeah. the rod, and after a while you'll get tired of it. Right? I mean, I'm guessing. I don't fish. so But I'm guessing that if you <laughs> sit in a spot for like seven or eight hours and nothing bites, you're like, ah, this isn't so much fun today. <laughs> I mean, I don't have time to go fish. But if I did, I would want to go catch fish.
2: Let your little float thing just sit on top of the water. I mean, I the do core. remember
3: as a kid when the when your thing went under, you're like, oh, boy. Yeah. Like, hey,
2: Here we go. Yeah. Oh, looking at some lines this week. Um, so we've got a uh, we got the shootout in the Big Twelve, as well as our SEC games. Um, maybe something else too. But I noticed those up. I top. figured
3: Oklahoma and Texas was a game that needed, that's fine. I mean, it's yeah. going to be an SEC game one day soon. It will, yes, perhaps very soon. So we should t- start talking about that game. Uh, it is now one of the cooler SEC yeah. rivalries.
2: That's fair. Speaking of rivalries. Uh Cincinnati coming off their win over Notre Dame it was a twenty eight and a half point favorite over Temple, which beat Memphis over the weekend. Um tough day in the Bluff City. I hated that. Yeah. I was I was really depressed on Saturday night about the the, the loss. The pivot to college basketball season has you know, yeah, begun yeah, yeah, fast. Yeah. So what's Penny doing? All right, cool. All right. We're not talking about the Big Twelve anymore. Uh let's see. Uh did you see a Arizona State win? I can ask. Hey, Siri, who
3: won the Arizona State football game? Arizona State won 42-23.
2: to 23. They are a 10-point uh, favorite over uh, Stanford this weekend in uh, in Tempe. How about that? Yeah, yeah, just a little. Stanford coming off their one over Oregon over the weekend. He's done a nice job there. He's got yeah. some
3: stuff going on, but he, he has done he's done there. a nice job
2: uh versus c game of the day 11 o'clock or there's two actually um well there's several actually now that i look at this there's a shit ton of sec games at noon um 11 a.m florida hosting the vanderbilt commodores vanderbilt spunky went down got the field goal to beat yukon didn't cover though they, no, did, they did not, not cover. cover they actually won by two which is what i predicted so um it was, it was so a little good. more the game actually was a little more entertaining than <laughs> it this. was incredibly entertaining it, it was. was such bad football to where you just Well
3: hit. I sat in here and ended up watching the rest of that and the whole time going why am I watching this why am yes. I watching this and yet my eyes are glued to it
2: Well I mean look you Vanderbilt's not going to win again and UConn has one more chance I think they play UMass who's also 0 and 5 this weekend So Go get it, boys. Asses in seats there they in played. Stores. Both teams played really hard. They knew like, they could win the football game. We, this is, this is this the is last shot we get. Win. Yeah, we get one here.
3: Does Vanderbilt have a shot against South Carolina?
2: No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I, I think they just get physical to death moving forward. Um, 39 is the line with the Gators and the Commodores. I know, I've got it. I, I was looking at it. It opened at 37. It's actually moved up. People bet on them at 37 to move this line to 39 you gotta think it's gonna
3: be a weird week in Gainesville
2: yeah coming off last week but but, hey we got to get going here's the problem is you don't gain style points by beating the hell out of Vanderbilt like you might get out frustration yeah
3: it's about hey we got to get going here we got to learn how to play a four-quarter game we got to learn how to
2: yeah Florida got
3: outclassed in the fourth quarter against Kentucky
2: yeah so 39 on that uh, Tennessee, South Carolina. Tennessee giving nine and a half to the Gamecocks. Yeah, this I've weekend. got it at ten. Actually, it opened at ten. It's moved down just a touch to nine and a half. It's it's a really interesting football game. South Carolina has played hard. They're not overly good, but Beamer has won the games he needed to win. They've they've played okay. Tennessee played really well played against really Missouri.
3: Well. What you don't know is is this just Missouri's defense is historically they bad? They fired
2: Jethro, their defensive line coach. Yesterday. Yeah, that'll solve it.
3: Yeah, that'll did. fix it.
2: Yeah, it's more of a Jimmy and Joe situation than a coach situation, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Come on. It's, it's <laughs> hey, we're gonna tackle now.
3: <laughs> yeah. That'll fix it.
2: Yeah. Uh I don't know. I'm really I'm kind of intrigued by it. Tennessee minus nine and a half. Um, but yeah, are we overemphasizing the, the the win over Missouri? I don't know. And
3: I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I got no clue. I mean I think you can make that argument, but I also think you can argue that Tennessee's putting some things together. And I, I don't know. <sighs> That's an who's, interesting, who's Missouri
2: got left? It's an interesting stat grind. Dan two and two versus Kentucky while at Florida, but he went seven and one against Kentucky while at Mississippi State.
3: Missouri's got about a month here to figure it out. Uh-huh. They got North Texas, Texas A and M, open date Vanderbilt. Then they get Georgia. Forget that. They get South Carolina. That's a Chance at a W. Florida and Arkansas to finish.
2: Okay, it could be really bad though. Yeah. It could be weird. Yeah. Um God, Georgia, Missouri with that run defense. Oh. I mean that might be the day where Kirby goes, Okay, like fine. Like, whatever. But they're so deep in the backfield, their number four tailback's gonna be chomping at the damn bit when he gets into the game.
3: Yeah. I mean They're loaded, man. <laughs> I mean They're so good on both lines of scrimmage, yeah. Georgia. And then the depth that they have is just
2: it's fun it's to watch because so much of football's changed and we're so spread oriented now that we don't have the same concept of you know, in 2010 a lot of schools were still trying to play that power football game when Alabama was just the python that would just grab you and choke you out. Yeah. Georgia's now the python. Yes. And
3: it, Big Time.
2: Yeah. They're a really large
3: python. Their uh, their defense
2: is wow. They've made me sort of not really pull for them, but be really entertained for them, despite the fact that I can't stand Kirby. I know. For whatever reason, I'm – I'm I'm completely – Kirby still tries to play Saban as a character, and it drives me insane. Yeah. But Georgia's fun, so I'm in a weird – It's also – they're kind of like Vanderbilt baseball, too. They just put a weird taste in your mouth because they bought the whole damn team. So it's sort of like (sighs) – Well, look, it's – we talked about this late Saturday a
3: little bit. And I know we're talking about lines and stuff, but we're going to get to lines and all that. The emerging storyline that I'm curious to see how many media members are willing to engage in is this season's over from a who's going to win it standpoint. Everyone knows the answer. Alabama and Georgia are going to play in the SEC championship game in an utterly meaningless game that will decide who's number one seed and who's the number three seed. And then a month later, they're going to play in a meaningful game for the national championship. This Saturday, Iowa and Penn State, two undefeated teams, ranked third and fourth respectively, are going to meet at, in Iowa City. Everyone's beloved game day show. Here's your game. Everyone's beloved game day show is going to be in Iowa City, and they're going to build it up as this mammoth contest. And, and the winner
2: is in the catbird seat.
3: And I'm going to be the guy pouring cold water on the whole damn thing going – Neither one of these teams could stay within seventeen points of Alabama or Georgia, so this doesn't matter. This this is
2: com- from a national landscape standpoint. It's, this is it's... completely immaterial. And frankly, if the rest of the country fell right, they could even be one and two in the final rankings if they literally just crush everybody else. Yeah, possible. As long as you can't be, you don't be one and four because then you wouldn't. You not They're going to make them play each other first. But and so from a Hey, we
3: love college football. Yeah, we're going to get into all these other games and we're going to talk about these games and stuff. As long as you can keep the prism of, hey, we realize this is for I entertainment. Said it Saturday
2: only. night, it's the best thing that's ever happened to college football. And it's the thing that continues to let college football survive to the level of being a behemoth is that no, not everybody has the same expectations. Going to the Outback Bowl is a success, going yeah. to the Birmingham Bowl is a success. Going to whatever and knowing what your team is is a success, and that allows college football to thrive because otherwise, if it's simply, hey, you're in and you win it or you don't, where it's like a professional sport, well, nobody gives a shit because you all yeah. suck. Right. So what what's the what's the win there? I mean, but, yeah, Georgia has suddenly – I mean, it's kind of like the, the, the dude back in the day that was from you know, somewhere in the south and goes, hey, let me tell you them – I'm a huge 2000 Yankees fan. It's like, oh f off. Like, yeah, oh, come, yeah, on. come like, on. Yeah, their yeah. payroll is eight billion. Like, whatever. So I, I, I don't know. But anyway, minus nine and a half there. Oh, is game day going to
3: to Dallas, oh, not no. Iowa City? Arden. Oh wow. Okay.
2: Who's in Dallas? Oh, for Houston. Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how about that? I would have
3: okay. been. I would have. I'm sorry. I just assumed that's weird.
2: I'd go to Iowa City. Three yeah. versus four. Yeah. Is it because they did one of those teams the last couple weeks?
3: I'm going to guess it's because the Penn State-Iowa game's at three on Fox. Okay.
2: And Big Noon kickoff had already grabbed it? Like, they call it the Fox Roadshow?
3: Uh, I guess so. Is and that possible? So it could be. And so you have the Oklahoma-Texas game. Because
2: they don't have the rights to that. Okay,
3: and that's okay. on ABC. Okay. So that's an ESPN. Part of the network. Yeah, yeah. part of the Disney network.
2: And um, you go right
3: all the state fair crap.
2: Yeah. Oklahoma and Texas is also an eleven o'clock. Really busy morning here. Um, Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma giving three and a half to the Horns. Um, they in Dallas on Saturday morning. Yeah, I have. I have no great feel for this game. I mean, Texas has really played well since
3: they changed quarterbacks and kind of figured some things out against Arkansas.
2: Yeah, they've been good. They've,
3: they've played really well,
2: actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been it's been fun.
3: So. i kind of lean Texas here. Do you? Because Oklahoma's. Buying
2: all the time they got. Well, they and just it, keep playing with the fire. At some point, yeah, you step in it. So we'll continue lines in a second. First, take by Northeast Spark, N E S P A R C. Two packages the Ignite 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Force studio. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662 238 3159. Phone services available, parental controls, network security a wireless mesh extender and more. So call the office for details and get the best internet around again, 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by ACS automation
3: control systems, automation control system solutions, uh, established in 2013. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a uh, full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508A panel shot. They can custom tailor software packages custom design, electrical control panel solutions, and much more. ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen-Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. It's acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes. Such as retail, office, industrial, and land, this week's property spotlight is on the Medical Parkway in Flowood. The Medical Parkway consists of 94 acres situated around the newly opened Sheraton Hotel and Conference Center and the newly renovated The Refuge Golf Course with Capital Ortho and Jackson Heat on site. It's an excellent opportunity for hospital, medical office, professional office, and retail users to position themselves in one of the most vibrant submarkets in Mississippi. So give B.B. Mitchell, Sam Cox a call. 601 five, eight, six, 3220 to learn more about the medical parkway. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they're uniquely made for you. And only you raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand tailored in Tupelo one size fits one at blue delta jeans.com. Go to uh, blue delta jeans.com. Click on the virtual tailor. You can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. It's a uh, promo code rebel grove at checkout for 10% off your order. It's a great time of year. To get a pair of Blue Delta's Cotton Genos in the works, so don't miss out. Also brought to you by Lamins Fine Jewelry in Oxford. I was in Laman's just the other day. We took a uh, I'll give you an example of the kind of the work that they do. Caroline's getting initiated this week into her sorority. We found an old, um, on eBay or somewhere, I can't remember where it, Laura found it, like a 1940s pin. Hmm. And so we were able to take the, Letters off the pen and put them on a new oh. charm and really looks fantastic. It'll be a gift for her when she gets initiated this weekend. That's uh, it's kind of the stuff that Lamons does. It's 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for more than 70 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Laman's is the gold standard in fine jewelry. So visit them at com or call them at 662-234-2777. It's hot this week, but you know the cooler weather is around the corner. You want to make sure that not only your AC, but also your heating system is in tip-top shape. Get in touch with Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662 801 1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call 662 429 4429.
2: Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery with the uh, weekend and the grove returning this weekend let them cater to your needs again they will deliver right there to your spot in the grove 24 hours notice 662-419-9201 or email cheese at jostinhillcreamery.com they got everything from charcuterie trays that are awesome artisanal cheese trays many different desserts including cherry buttermilk hand pies cannolis blackberry cheese bars lemon meringue cheese bar, cheesecake bars and much more as well as plenty of add-on items including spicy feta dip uh, cheesecake dip pepper jelly spiced honey and much more. So again, right there off Molly Bar in Oxford, that is Johnston Hill Creamery six six two four one nine nine two zero one. Arkansas Ole Miss eleven o'clock, obviously, um on ESPN. Right out of game day, this line opened at seven, and it has moved to six or six and a half, depending on your favorite book. So I found six it to at seven. six
3: late yesterday. Okay,
2: yeah. So six to seven there um, on that. It's around where I thought it would be. It opened a touch higher than I expected, but somewhere in there.
3: I nailed this one. I said yeah. six and a half on yeah. Saturday night, and yeah. that's where I had
2: kind of five and a half in my head, ish, something like that. Um, but either way, yeah, it's 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 fine. Let's see. Do we have an open an over under? That's what I wanted to look for. I got it right here. Uh, money line, if you would like that, is minus two thirty five for Ole Miss, plus two ten for the Hogs, and the um total is sixty six.
3: Sixty six.
2: To this point, and again, this is really early, so the money is very low. Okay, I mean, like very, very low. Yeah. Because money cause total, Tuesday,
3: Tuesday's the big money then. Yeah.
2: Total money, especially is a late week thing, because you don't want to bet on that not knowing what what else could happen. 99% of the money is on the under right now in this football game.
3: And see, I like the over. Do you? Yeah, and the computers like the over too. So the computers like Ole Miss minus the 6.5, and, a half, and mm-hmm. they like the, they like the uh, over.
2: Yeah, odd Sharks analytics are going 42-31 Rebels yep. in, uh, in this one. So that's kind of what they got there. That's kind of what I think. It's, I, I thought Ole Miss by 10 Odd Shark got Alabama Ole Miss pretty close. They nailed it. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they predicted fifty-two, thirty-two, something like that. I believe I mean, they they crushed uh, it. Yeah, something like that. The so, more you get into the
3: season, and the more they have numbers to plug into their computer, the closer they get to getting it right.
2: Yeah, they're really good on anything that doesn't include shit tons of turnover. I think Ole Miss scores points, and I mm-hmm. think
3: Arkansas scores points. I think I think you saw that you can run the football on Ole Miss, and they're going to and I think they score some points, and then I think Ole Miss scores points, and then typically in this game you get something weird with a block punt or a pick six or something along those lines. I I love the over, actually.
2: So, uh, let's see. Moving to plenty, we'll talk plenty of uh, Arkansas Ole Miss as the week moves on. Um, This line's not as big as I thought it would be. Michigan State giving five to Rutgers and Piscataway. On the weekend. Rutgers um, has been scrappy. Yeah, they've been okay. Yeah. Uh, Virginia and Louisville. Virginia coming off that win over Miami. Louisville losing a close one to Wake over the weekend. Louisville is a minus two favorite in uh, in Louisville against the Hoos. Uh, 2.30, Georgia-Auburn. Georgia at Auburn, back on the Plains. Both teams coming off wins on the weekend. Georgia Bulldogs opened at minus 16.5. It is now at 14.5. So uh, down a couple points here. Yeah, I've got one. it
3: fourteen and a half. I'm I'm just going to tell you the rest of the year. I'm not even going to overthink it. Not going to. I'm going to take Alabama. I'm going to lay points. I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to lay points, and I'm just not even. going You gonna, get bit. You get bit. Yeah, I just, I'm not. I'm not going to play games anymore.
2: Again, as we said last week, I'd much rather lose that way than the other way. Yeah, I took. Where you take the other team and go. Oh God.
3: Yeah, I took Georgia and laid the points last week, and even when the whole Daniels thing came up, and I was like, Well, was like, you nope. thought about
2: it, and then and then I went,
3: Nope, I've seen those lines stick. of scrimmage. Yeah. So. And I've seen nothing against Auburn because I think Auburn's a pretty good team. Mm -hmm. Um, But Auburn is going to have its hands full at the line of scrimmage with Georgia. They are
2: Liberty minus nineteen and a half against Middle Tennessee on the weekend, two thirty there in Liberty Liberty. got a nice win at UAB. They beat UAB up pretty good. Yeah, yeah. UAB was opening its new stadium on uh, on Saturday. Uh, North Carolina minus sixteen and a half against Florida State. That previously mentioned Slobberknocker knocker in uh, Massachusetts, a UConn, giving two and a half to the Minutemen on the road there mm. Saturday. Mm. Mm. When you're a road dog to UConn, you do need to evaluate your program a little bit. Just wonder what it is we're doing here and why. Yeah. Because I, this, this
3: Saturday is going to be the antithesis of last Saturday for me. Last Saturday, I'm watching football till basically one in the morning. Yeah. This year, when we sign off, there's not much else to your I'm view. probably done. I yeah. might well, I take that back. I'll probably turn Kentucky LSU on because I have an interest in it at this mm-hmm. point. I'm I'm fascinated to see where it goes and I'm watching the LSU storyline, but that's about it. Yeah.
2: Uh SMU giving fourteen and a half at Navy on Saturday. They're gonna win. SMU is one of the better stories in the country that frankly not many people are talking about. They beat TCU a couple weeks ago. They are uh, they are five and o on the uh, on the season. They beat South Florida forty one seventeen last week. So um, yeah, I don't know. Here, it's a crazy stat. I didn't know this. SMU's five and o for the third year in a row. Is that right? I had I I would have bet. Who's the coach there? I don't know. It beats me. <laughs> Whoever replaced Chad Morris, who is it? I don't know. Whoever it is has
3: done a good job. I mean, they've
2: done a hell of a job.
3: Let's see. I'll find it.
2: Sunny Dykes. He's still there. Is that okay. right? I knew that then. Shit. Okay. My fault. I, I did I didn't know that. Uh, I wasn't. I thinking, did not. Yeah, I was not thinking that through very well.
3: So he's probably kind of stuck there, if you will.
2: No one's going to like go rush to hire Sunny Dykes. He's done a good job. SMU at five and zero, oh, and their next two new two opponents are two and seven. And if you told me that I could be a
3: group of five coach someplace and make what do you, what do you think he makes two?
2: Probably.
3: And I get to work every day in Highland Park and. Just drive around the Metroplex. I'm, I'm, hang out. I'm in. $3 million. Oh, sign $3 me. $3 million. That, sign me the hell up right there. You
2: in? Yeah.
3: You talk about quality of life now.
2: <laughs> hold on. This might be a pool thing. Hold on. I may, I may be wrong. Hold on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I may have had the wrong number. Actually, I think I did have the wrong number. Let's see. Sorry, about one and a half. I apologize. He's making about one and a half million, Sonny Dykes. I think his whole coaching pool is somewhere around three. Still in. It's not bad. Not a bad gig if you can get it. It's SMU's kind of fun. All good. Uh, yeah, they play Navy and then Tulane the next two weeks before a, a date with Houston. That will be a pretty big deal in Texas, actually. Yeah. For the group of five yeah. people. Uh, let's see uh, Missouri playing North Texas opened at 18 and a half now at 20 whatever sure
3: great mm-hmm. awesome. yeah I've got actually at 20 and a half okay I, whatever I gotta tell you you watch that at 3
2: o'clock and you're sick Oregon State is winning the Pac-12 right now they're a 2.5 point favorite in Pullman this weekend is that right that is correct yes
3: not going to stick, I don't think, but there's where if I'm Oregon, if I'm Washington, I'm picking up the phone, calling the Big Ten and going, Hey, look, we're Nike. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but help. <laughs>
2: I mean, I start off with all the reasons why. We, I promise, we'll wear some traditional uniforms <laughs> yeah. occasionally. Okay. Like, what What do you want us to do? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like the John Cusack. We're, we're holding the boombox at this point yeah, and just going, Please. Please. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's, you mentioned Penn State and Iowa. That there in Iowa City. And the Iowa Hawkeyes are three-point favorites against Penn State at home. Yeah, that's what I got. So, essentially, a pick em with the home lean. That should be a good game. It should I, be a good game. I think Iowa wins.
3: They looked really good the other night. Mm-hmm. Chance,
2: chance for Will Hall to win a football game. They are one-and-a-half-point favorites against UTEP this weekend in Hattiesburg.
3: Better get it while they can.
2: Yep. Uh, TCU-Texas Tech, um, one-and-a-half. TCU at Tech. I think Tech's like 4-1 and one or something. They've played nobody, really, but still. LSU and Kentucky. You mentioned it. Kentucky at home. They're at Kroger Field. Again, they uh, they had it rocking last week against Florida. Kentucky a 3.5-point favorite against LSU. It opened at 4. It's now at
3: 3.5. Yeah, it's a big shot for Kentucky. It is. Really, it is. It's a...
2: Hold serve, solidify a little bit. You consolidate that win. It's it, it it's it's big.
3: Is that where the SEC network pregame thingy? Are they going to go there? Or? I don't know. I haven't seen that. Yeah.
2: I mean, that would make sense. Um. Well, but I mean, they have. Are they are they here? Oh, are they? I haven't I don't seen know. that. Yeah, I have no I clue. Know. Um. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. This thing's changed a lot. Notre Dame opened as a five-point favorite. It's all the way down to minus one. There, it's been a four-point line movement on Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. Notre Dame's got some quarterback issues. Yeah,
3: Notre Dame Notre Dame looked pretty damn mortal against Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, the helmet's the best thing about Notre Dame. The team is is just pretty average. Uh, Michigan, Nebraska. Michigan, minus three and a half. I will say this. A girl Nebraska. that I went
3: to high school with, uh-huh. um, she lives in Texas now. Her son's a recruit, uh-huh. and he went on a visit to Notre Dame. And well, I was, that's probably pretty cool. And I saw, like, gazillions of pictures. Okay. And that was kind of cool. Like, yeah. I was looking at pictures going, oh, okay, well, you get that hypothetical five official visits where would you go and after looking at all those Notre Dame would be one of my five it was pretty cool
2: yeah I don't I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have an issue with that 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 makes sense to me um so Michigan giving three and a half to uh, Nebraska it opened at seven it's all the way down to three and a half in this one that is in Lincoln Alabama A&M, it is in College Station on Saturday night. It is the six, uh, 7 o'clock sorry, kick in that one. It opened at 15 and a half, and it's continually moved up. It is now at 17 and a half, so 17 and a half tied over the Aggies in College Station. a coming off that loss to Mississippi State last week. They have no chance offensively to keep up whatsoever. So it, Poor it, CBS, it's, right? It's, Before the season. So the way this works. Yeah, you get to grab a couple.
3: Before the season CBS has they grabbed two games. A couple of pre the primetime games, but the understanding is hey we got to do this in the summertime.
2: They picked for whatever reason. They picked Alabama A&M and they picked Florida Georgia.
3: Yeah. And Alabama A&M has backfired. But you know A&M ha- does. But I was having this conversation with somebody. Maybe it was you. Uh-huh. Had they said hey we're going to take an Alabama primetime game Who would they have taken if it's not A&M? No, Ole Miss?
2: It wasn't a dumb decision. LSU?
3: I mean, Auburn? You're going to play Alabama-Auburn at night on CBS? Maybe. But Auburn wasn't particularly great last season, so they're like, I don't know what we're going to get there. A&M's the one that made sense on paper, and here it is. It's a disaster. A&M a completely clearly unattractive made sense game. on
2: paper. Ole Miss would have made the second most sense just because you could have at least gone, hey, they're probably 3-0. and But you'd even have the chance to backfire there because what if they lose to Louisville? I mean, you don't know at that point what you're what you're getting. But, yeah, I think it wasn't a dumb decision, but it just did not. It's one of the few times CBS doesn't have the bell cow ability to do whatever it wants to. Yeah. And it's, it's it's cost them here. Yep. Um, we should find out Ole Miss Tennessee times today. Neil and I are think it's possibly eleven o'clock. Just looking at straight games, we could be wrong. We're just kind of running through it a little bit. Well, people are asking how. Uh, people will ask how'd you come up with that. So we're
3: talking October the sixteenth. Yeah. So you got
2: Georgia Alex, Kentucky's two thirty.
3: Georgia Kentucky's two thirty because Kentucky, especially, they're going to do it today, right? Yeah. So you have to assume they're going to bet that Kentucky wins. Yes. So you get six and zero Kentucky at number two Georgia. Done. Done. So there's your two thirty game. You've got Alabama, Mississippi State in Starkville, which is a possible eleven a.m. game. You got Arkansas, Auburn, a possible eleven a.m. game. Florida, LSU in Baton Rouge. It's going to be at night. They like to put that game at night. The networks do. That's that's a night game. Um, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Missouri, Texas A&M's got a 630 SEC network written
2: all the F over it. And, frankly, that has a chance at 11 a.m. SEC network because Ole Miss, Tennessee's the better storyline. You have Kiffin going back to Knoxville. Yeah. Kipping going back to Knoxville is what could push. But the eleven this o'clock
3: team. ESPN game is a higher choice than the six. Oh no, no,
2: I'm saying this. I, I was worried about it, Ole Miss falling doing eleven a.m. SEC network slot. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Now, Vanderbilt and whoever they're playing is three o'clock on SEC network. So here's your deal. So if
3: you're if you're the network people, you're you're guessing at some games this week, right? You're yeah. assuming that Auburn loses to Georgia.
2: Because if Ole Miss wins, and you're assuming, I want Ole Miss Tennessee on ESPN.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. So you're assuming that Auburn loses to Georgia, and you're assuming that Arkansas loses to Ole Miss. Yeah. And so that's a game that maybe that's your eleven A.M. SEC network.
2: Game. Yeah, I can do the whole Kip and Tennessee thing headed right out of game day. Yeah. Which makes sense. Vanderbilt's and Tennessee helped me by scoring so many points against Missouri last week. So I can go, oh, Matt Corral against the team that scored 60.
3: Yeah. Vanderbilt, South Carolina has 3 p.m. Bury SSC that wherever line. you got to bury it. Sure. Written all over it. Yeah. That's There's no goal. way to make everybody happy that I would. It's a weird week. I'll be surprised if it's not a morning game. Okay. That's fair enough. Because the next week, Ole Miss LSU has afternoon or night written absolutely
2: all over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so I. I that's that's my bet there. That feels 6.30 ESPN-ish. Something like that. LSU Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean,
3: what's your 2.30 game that week? We're way ahead. It doesn't matter. What are my choices? Alabama, Tennessee, and Tuscaloosa. Arkansas plays Pine Bluffs. That's going to be some SEC Network alternate deal. LSU Ole Miss. Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Nashville. Yuck. Ooh. South Carolina, Texas A&M, yuck. Yeah, Ole Miss-LSU is a 230 CBS game. Oh, really? Yeah, it's got to be. Okay. What the hell else are you going to put in that spot? Okay. Unless you do the Alabama-Tennessee thing, and that feels feels pretty disingenuous at this point. CBS is kind of getting burned right now.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're your local underwriting and understands your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662 234 2704 or J L O W E at communitymtg.com.
3: We're also brought to you by the College Cornish One Stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, the College Corner is next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. podcast also brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com. Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial plan built just for you. MyPinWealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John is part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. If you're thinking about traveling, get in touch with John Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Also, watch by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan is the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, Great lease deals as well. It's Grenada Nissan USA dot com. Amber brought you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662 567 2573 662 842 3844 Amber brought you by Service Specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, you should contact Service Specialist. If you're a recent grad without much experience, get in touch with them. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. Mississippi is a small state. Service specialist always knows about jobs that never get advertised. So if you're a prospective employer, probably should get in touch with them as well. If you're looking to hire quality talent for your company, they always have names and resumes ready for your perusal. There are no referral fees for those searching for a job either, so you've got nothing to lose. Get in touch with service specialist at 662-832-5138 or go to servicespecialistltd.com. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got load trail. They've got Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built for you. They've got spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. A full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They also can repair all types of trailers. Concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. 601 932 9798, or check them out at alpha of ms.com. I'll be talking to Chance Campbell, the old Miss Linebacker, a little later today. I'll bring that to you hopefully later today, first thing tomorrow, however it works. That's brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist, Hand Select. Uh, pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife there's the perfect something for everyone at the road peter millar martin dingman jack victor halsey true grit <clears throat> and more 4450 i55 north and jackson or the Rogue.com. and finally brought to you by joey erickson herring gear autoplex let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford choose from a full selection of new chevrolet bmw lexus and infinity or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles 662-571-2367 or sixteen eighty five High Street in Jackson.
2: Podcasts. Let's bring you by Tyson Drugs and G and M Pharmacy. Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs, or on South Lamar there in Oxford. 662-236-2222. They deliver it locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Put your prescriptions the same day each month, and take care of you. Whether it's one trip with pharmacy or one delivery, you have everything you need when you need it and on schedule. So, again, 662-236-2222. We're going to go down to the Rafters Music and Food Hotline and speak with Blake Kokenauer of Blue Delta Jeans. You've heard from Blake a lot over the years, one of our uh, top partners here at MPW Digital. Blake's going to talk about the uh, name-image likeness deal that Blue Delta has done with Ole Miss football, what uh, what that's about, what's to come next with that, as well as... uh. The, uh, the Ryder Cup that just passed, Blake and the guys at Blue Delta, obviously the official gene of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, a victorious U.S. Ryder Cup team. So that and much more now on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline with Blake Kokenauer. Blake Kokenauer, Blue Delta Jeans, joining us now. Blake, uh, good to talk to you. I know you've been on the road today. You've been busy. You had the... Uh, the Sanderson Farms this week, you guys were uh, big participants in uh, multiple parts of uh, that in Jackson. I mean, really leading into the Delta Cup next week really is the main event, Blake. So, I mean, I'm glad you got the undercard out of the way. I'm glad you got all the early stuff before the the, the true golfers head to, to Oxford and Mossy Oak next week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, we, I don't know if you've ever heard of the the Ryder Cup, uh, <laughs> but it was uh, last week and we were fortunate we got to outfit the U.S. team for for that, had the, you know, 12 best U.S. golfers wearing our jeans uh, as they reclaim the Ryder Cup trophy. So that was nice. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, we were at Sanderson Farms this week doing the, the gifting for the PGA guys there and, and for the participants in the Pro-Am. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the Delta Cups next week, you guys are, are coming back trying to reclaim your uh, your title there. So that's it's all kind of been building up to, to October 8th, of course.
2: You had to wait a year. You had to wait an extra year for the Ryder Cup, but I mean, if you're going to get the top twelve U.S. golfers in the you know in the country in your jeans, the, the week where they set the record for most Ryder Cup points, I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that made it well worth the wait, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I you know we were, um, you know, in a, in a certain way, kind of fortunate with with the Ryder Cup getting delayed because we got to continue that that co branding with with Blue Delta and the Ryder Cup, but you know, I, I texted our our contact at the PGA the other afternoon, um, Sunday afternoon, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I just want you to remember that the U.S. Ryder Cup team is one and oh when they've got a custom denim supplier. So let's, you know, hopefully that's a, that relationship will roll forward. And uh, I'm hoping the 2023's in uh, in Rome, so yes. hopefully we'll uh, we'll be sporting overseas for that.
2: Okay, so I mean, obviously, a lot of golf fans, a lot of just sports fans, watch the Ryder Cup. As far as the week of, how were how are your jeans placed into that?
1: Yeah, so Ralph Lauren handles all the uh, on the uh, the on the course wear for the for the U.S. Ryder Cup team, um, and in years past, um, they did have denim as a as a small part of that. And this year, you know, thankfully with with our relationship with with some of the higher ups in the PGA, they were able to to find a place for us in that. So Ralph Warren was on the course. Blue Delta was off the course. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure uh, a lot of listeners here have seen, we've got a, a special Ryder cup branded jean with, with the Ryder cup logo and, and the, the USA shield in the pockets with a, a custom pocket liner. Uh, that's available on our website for, for purchase. If anybody wants to pick them up one, it's, it's the same pants that that DJ and Brooks and Bryson and the whole team wore, uh, up there. But, but yeah, I mean, we, obviously or uh, a denim company so getting our our part on the course uh you know we'll 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 keep fighting that battle for 2023 but uh yeah their media events and dinners all that the, the team was outfitted uh looking sharp in their Mississippi made denim
2: so what did they get put in what was the uh, what was the what was the denim code what was the what was the style the color that they were in yeah so the our, uh our indigo
1: smooth which is one of our classic uh, blue Delta jeans, uh, you know, kind of what everybody thinks of, that darker blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they chose that. So uh, they had
2: Ralph Lauren sports jackets, blue Delta jeans. Uh, it was a pretty good combination. Okay. So we we'll, we'll obviously could talk about golf forever. If we don't move on, you and I will just kind of get off into wormholes. <laughs> but uh you recently, a couple weeks ago, you announced the uh, NIL deal with Ole Miss football. I think you told me around 50 players or so have been uh, outfitted to this point. They've got jeans in hand now. They've got the the codes for people to uh, basically kind of ass- assist there from an NIL standpoint to get a pair of Blue Delta jeans at a discount. A lot – kind of people helping people. It works out for everybody. But just overall – what was appealing about this type of deal for you guys?
1: well you know we we've, we've been very fortunate you know having our store in oxford the The university has supported us in a million different ways over the years um, you know our our forays into, into major league baseball and, and into the NFL have been thanks to former athletes uh, and so when the NIL deal came out. Um, you know, six, nine months, whatever, whatever ago it was, we, we got our wheels turning on it immediately trying to trying to figure out how we can, um, you know, play a part. And, and obviously um, the Ole Miss football team with, with Lane Kiffin, you know, right now, it's about as big of a, a media story going as there is in college football. So we, we got in touch with, with uh, Ole Miss athletics and, and they were super helpful um, and, and really wanted to help make this deal work. So, what we ended up getting to do was make an offer to, to every player on the team from, from the very top of the depth chart to the bottom and say, hey, you know, if you're interested, uh, we'll give you a free pair of Blue Delta jeans uh, in exchange for, for, you know, some social media promotion. Uh, and all of those guys were given a code where, uh, the, you know, you, you can find that on their various social medias now, but it, it's $50 off for, for the person who redeems it. And then that player gets paid $100 commission every time that a gene is bought using their code. Um, so it, it's a good deal. Obviously, you know, we, we love getting our name out there any way we can, and especially on a, on a football team that's on a great trajectory right now. Uh, but in addition, this is a great way to, to put money in these guys' pockets. And, and now that we can do it uh, in a uh, NCAA-compliance-approved method, we're, we wanted to take as much advantage of it as we could.
2: You know, and and really, it's just another way that you guys have tried to, you know, to, to to tie in with things. You mentioned the store being in Oxford. You mentioned, you know, you obviously have had a big relationship with golf in a lot of different ways over the over the course of the years. But another the way to just sort of connect with people to uh, to to get in markets and different things, and then just something else, like you said, it, it it gives back. It was sort of one of those probably perfect storm situations, a little bit from a marketing standpoint.
1: It, it was, and then you know, there's also the added element to it of we are a custom uh, a custom maker right so if you're gonna go and and put your jeans on somebody and really prove that you can fit anybody yeah. you know a, a football team is is a perfect example um because you've got you've got a, a more slight build like your kickers and then you've got guys like you know momo sonogo is a, a monster of a man and he he's somebody that's a tough fit and we'll make it happen you know so it's it is fun getting to see us us Kind of prove our point a little bit and and put the jeans on the guys and make them look good.
2: Yeah, in some ways, it's probably a little bit of a, a fun little chore for your uh, for for fruit jeans makers going. Oh, well, this is a new one. I've never had the you know the the thighs or the whatever it is of that size. We, we're, we're having a, we're having to branch out a little bit. But I mean, you guys have had NFL and pro athletes plenty. It's not like the first time you you've had to go down that road.
1: Yeah, I, I had a, a conversation with one of our our pattern makers the other day, and she was uh, uh you know. Uh, we were having a good laugh about some of the dimensions because your, your average build, you know, there's kind of ratios that that all of us normal people fall into and they certainly don't. Uh, so it was, it was putting their skills to the test.
2: Just uh, saying, I know that you're not, not going to give it away right here or anything, but just in general, you've got uh, plenty more things coming. I know some people that are in the, uh, they're in the Delta cup with us next week, they'll see a little bit of a, a preview of that as well, right?
1: Yeah. So we've, we've got some, um, some products coming out. Um, the, the Delta cup next weekend on Friday and Sunday will be the the launching for a uh, a product that, that people have been asking us for, for a long time. So, you know, I, I would ask everybody to keep your eyes on the social media because we're, we're really excited about that. We uh, will finally have a, uh, a non pant offering. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now, but uh, yeah. that, and then additionally we'll have some new, uh, some new fabric stuff coming out. where we're going to start doing some small batch offerings on, on different uh, dyes and washes
2: of of pants. Um, So that'll, that'll all be rolling out here through the, uh, through the fall and into the winter. It's more of a business question. I'm just kind of curious what, what goes into deciding what you guys put out as far as new fabrics, new colors. I mean, are are there brainstorming sessions where stuff gets rejected a lot? I mean, what, what is that process to actually get to the point where it gets on the floor? Hey, that, that is a, a question we could spend an
1: hour on. Um, you know, we, we have people ask for for stuff all the time and it it can be unique stuff like, Hey, I would love it if y'all made a, you know, a yellow pant. Well, you know, I can tell you probably going to have to wait a little bit on that one. Um, but yeah, over time, when, when we start to see on, on the sales side of things, a kind of a groundswell of support for certain, certain colors, certain weights, uh, and even certain looks and design styles, we, you know, we on the, the sales side, we love to make, make it happen. So we, uh, we turned to the ops team and, and asked them to source it and find it. And, you know, a good example of that is we, we have traditionally always carried 10 thread colors. Um, and, and over the last couple of years, we had, um, you know, from our, our golden triangle folks, we, we were asking, asking for maroon stitching. Um, we started to see purple become a pretty hot request. Uh, you know, so stuff like that, we, we hear it over time. And, we, uh, I guess back about a year ago, we expanded our offering and now we've got 18 thread colors. So you, you see some things like maroon and pink and purple and all come into the offerings. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, we're always looking for something fun and new and, and a lot of it is by request, but we like to keep, you know, keep people on their toes and, um, you know, we, we like to kind of test the limits. The, the camo fabric that I know you've got a pair of, that came uh, out of kind of a uh, a challenge to our sales team of, Hey, I wonder if we can sell a, you know, an expensive custom camo pant. And uh, it's, it's still in our offering. So I, I'd say we succeeded on that front.
2: Blake, I was, I, that's actually where I was going before you segued into that because I've learned you guys have been a huge part of what we do for a long time. I've learned to just trust you because i made fun of those camo pants for a year or two years, however long it was prior to finally getting them. And I will say that other than the powder blue Genos, I've got more compliments on the camo than any other pair of <laughs> blue Deltas I own. They are number two. Well, yeah, the, the camo's a fun one because we, you know, when you think uh,
1: of a camo pant, you think of a, a real tree or a mossy oak, you know, maybe a, a little baggier, kind of a, a more of a woolen texture for, for hunting or whatever it may be. Uh, so our, our camo pants, we hear that a lot as you know, hey, I never thought I'd, I'd like them as much as I do or never thought I'd get as many compliments. But they're, they're a sharp pant, and when you tailor them and pair them with the right shirt and shoes, you know, it, it is a, a bit of a fashion statement, and if you've got the uh, if you've got the confidence to pull it off, I mean, you're uh, you know, you're, you're you're styling and profiling.
2: I thought it was only for AK there at one point because I saw him in them at one of y'all's <laughs> anniversary parties a couple of years ago. But no, it it, it goes all the way uh, all the way through. And I will say for people, obviously, they need to see social media, they need to check, see all the different ambassadors that you guys have on the football team that have taken part in this NIL. But from a code standpoint, it's a little easy. It's revs, the the number of the player, their jersey number, and their last name for everybody. So don't don't get confused by some spellings or if there's a mistake, it's Rev's number name at checkout to get that $50 off your first pair.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we're, we're working towards getting a hundred percent of the team on board with the deal. Um, you know, we're, we're part of the way there and we're going to keep going, but, but I would say, you know, for, for folks that are interested and, and want to, you know, put a little money in, in the pocket of these players and, and of course get a discount on your jeans as well. Go check them out on social media and, and, you know, the, these guys provide us entertainment and and, and make our, our falls, um, you know, enjoyable. So so go give back to them a little bit as, if you can. And, and, of course, get a good pair of jeans out of it. So, yeah, check out their socials and, and get those codes, and uh, we'll, we'll be excited to see the orders rolling in.
2: Got about a week to do this. I said this. You and I just kind of brainstormed it at the beginning. We will put up something for our listeners that are in the golf tournaments next week with Blue Delta, the Delta Cup, Oxford and West Point, if any of you guys are in a team that beats our team, at either course is what we'll do. it's, It's all for fun, so even if one course is harder than the other, if you beat our score, we'll find find out some way to, to give you guys some prizes, do some different things and, and come up with something kind of neat there. Cause I, I don't really like our chances of reclaiming the cup. So I think it's gonna be very possible for uh, some <laughs> of you uh, you teams out there to take advantage of that. Just got just got a hunch. So it's uh it's
1: Yeah, fun. Chase, y'all y'all took advantage of the scramble that first year and, and we changed it to the shamble for, for the second year and, and we we're gonna maintain that. Y'all y'all got some stiff competition coming back, but uh i mean y- y'all posted competitive scores both years so i I'd like to see you you take the uh the cup again
2: had-, had we not won the first year would it still have been a scramble last year blake um just just curious uh you know we're we're trying to
1: give everybody the the ability to maximize their uh you know their their uh entry fee and get as many shots in as possible so mm-hmm. it's hard to say one way or the other but uh <laughs> You know, if if y'all can come and take a victory with a shamble, we may have to. Uh, I just deserve it.
2: There. We'll, we'll I mean, see. Yeah, like that, 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 that. that that's <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, no, it, it's a good point actually. For anybody playing in it, the shamble format is excellent. We did it last year because some people you're not used to a four man shamble, but it does it maximizes the number of shots you get to hit. You get to play in on every hole, and if you, you know it, there's no reason to not hit every shot, even the two shot, just to kind of stay loose and get it out there. So no, it is frankly, as much as I want to make fun and kind of play around with you, it is it, – it's the best format for, for this level of tournament, I feel like.
1: Well, and, and the thing that, you know, I, I've had to remind our team uh, a few times, too, is this, uh, this is not a tournament. We're not playing for money. Everybody's coming out to, to have some some beverages on a, uh, on a weekend and play some golf. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're
2: just – we're trying to let everybody hit as many shots as they can. Yeah. Well, uh good luck with uh getting everybody else involved. Uh, really cool things you guys are doing with uh with, with Ole Miss. I know you potentially got some more stuff coming down the pipeline as well to take advantage of things, to help things, to uh kind of just people helping people, as I said earlier, all the way around. We look forward to seeing you uh you next week. And as like I said, we really appreciate everything. Been around, been with each other for a long time. And uh thanks for giving the time today, Blake. It's been a, it's been awesome.
1: No, Chase. So y'all y'all have been great to us over the years and and certainly appreciate everything you do for us. So We'll uh we'll look forward to to keeping it rolling.
2: Um, kind of glad for this. I mean, again, it doesn't really matter, and I mean, it's not like they needed to do anything crazy last night. But Buccaneers Patriots. Um, last night for your Sunday night game, Brady and Belichick, kind of a weird embrace on the field after the game. Brady looked like he was. Looking for more, frankly, Belichick kind of blew him off, barely sort of side hugged him, and walked off without saying anything after the game. It's ridiculous. Um, they did meet privately following that for about twenty minutes um, in the locker room, and then out. But I don't really. It was a it was a really stupid, bad look that, frankly, just plays into what Belichick is as a human being, and far from a yeah. persona standpoint at least. Tom um, Brady gave that
3: organization twenty years, yeah, and six rings.
2: Yes, because he has seven total, I think. Six championships. They went to how many other Super Bowls and lost? Eight. so eight total. They lost two, just the two to Eli. So he took, he right? took the Patriots. Or am I missing one? Lost to the Eagles, too? Yeah. Yeah, so nine. So he took the Patriots to nine
3: Super Bowls mm-hmm. and won six of them. So nine AFC titles in 20 years, six Super Bowls. He On the night that he breaks Drew Brees' record, a record that won't be broken for a long time now. Those are massive numbers. You were the coach for all of those years. What he did for your career as a coach. Mm -hmm. He's 44 years old, still competing at a remarkably high level. We were sitting there last night. Carson goes, is he a top three quarterback? And I first went, no. And then I thought about it. I'm like, but you could make that argument. At 44, the guy's a legend. He comes back. That's the last time probably he's ever going to play there. You can't give him some respect. He's done nothing but give you respect. You can't give him respect. What that speaks for you as a person, and I get it, it's this, I got to keep up this persona of being gruff and all that stuff.
2: Come on. And I think that's what frustrates me even more is I do think it's an act. To a large extent, Might yeah. Be wrong, because I don't but, think
3: people would play for somebody who had
2: no more. No, no, no. I think he's. Bad. I mean, I think he, I don't think he's a bad dude or anything. I just think there's this necessity to be the ultimate football guy.
3: Yeah, you got to stop. That's a moment where you stop, you you square up and you look him in the eye, you congratulate him and you tell him right there where the cameras can see it, what he what he meant to your franchise. And you're assuming they've spent a lot of personal time together. Oh. 20 years. Coach, quarterback? I have a hard time believing Sean Payton would treat Drew Brees that way. Yeah. I don't I, I don't <laughs> think he would.
2: Brees on the call for his record being broken, congratulating Tom and whatnot last night. Um, yeah. It's it just it – Weird deal, but I see they did meet for yeah you know, around 20 minutes privately after the game. Um, because we had a lot of personal conversations that should remain that way. They're very private, Brady said. Um, interesting. He said I would say so much is made of our relationship. Nothing's really accurate that I ever see. It doesn't. It, it definitely doesn't come from my personal feelings or beliefs. This is Brady. That's Brady speaking. Yeah, I don't know what that means or. Or not? Or doesn't mean? But the man's had a remark
3: I mean, a stunningly remarkable career.
2: Started out all because Bledsoe got hurt.
3: Yeah, it's it's one of the things that always strikes me is now all these quarterbacks that are in the league, they grew up, you know, kind of worshiping Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and you can see it. They they become little boys again, like when they get up to him. Like even though they're at the pinnacle, they're NFL quarterbacks. Are you going to talk about your Saints? What happened? I didn't see it. They're not good. Um, I got in the car to leave, and Carson goes, the Giants beat
2: the Saints? And I said, uh-uh. They were up 21-10 at one point, maybe something like that. Um, the Saints were. they lose losing overtime. Giants won the toss, went down, scored. Um, Winston is limited, but... There's so little trust anywhere, the Saints from an offensive standpoint, because frankly they're not a bad defensive team. they've got Kamara that they're having a hard time getting him involved the way he probably needs to be involved um they Winston doesn't understand everything about the offense to the point of trusting the team around him. you know in, against Carolina, he was not getting everybody in the right positions. The calls were off. I mean it was it was a disaster. There's still a little bit of that. there's not trust from that standpoint, and Peyton is so conservative that I know it's trying to minimize mistakes, it's letting your defense play, it's it's playing that cliche form of football that we talk about, but Jameis can't do that, and that's not a way to win in 2021 NFL unless you are one stack Georgia-type defense and, and, and way to play. I almost feel like you've got to open Jameis up, let him roll, and if he throws 30 interceptions, he just throws 30 interceptions, mm-hmm. but he's going to score some points too. I mean, right now, right now the Saints cannot win a game on offense alone. So it's a problem, and it's so startling considering what you've watched from the Saints yeah. for the last fifteen years. But no, they're they I mean. It's 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 not complicated. They're a they're a bad football team right now from the standpoint of having to win games offensively. They're going to get a little healthier here in a few weeks. We'll see if they can turn it around to any point. But no, it's. Uh, yesterday was frustrating. It was a, it was a day where you look like I mean they clearly were a better team. The Giants are not good, and the Giants kind of played within themselves. I mean Daniel Jones throws for four hundred yards yesterday. Yeah. Four hundred. Yeah. You know, he's
3: sne- um, he's sneaky putting up some numbers and beginning to really look like an NFL quarterback.
2: Through at least maybe the third quarter, and I don't remember if this went from there or not, the Saints did not punt and still only scored twenty one points. Like just stuff. This offensively yeah. they were that that they, they, they were nowhere near good enough In this thing, I mean, Jones, yeah, I'm looking at it here. 28 of 40 for 402. Two touchdowns, one pick. QBR of 69.7. Fine, not great, but Mm -hmm. okay. So it tells you he did some other stuff. I mean, this is Jameis Winston's best game of his season. 17 of 23 for 226. Well, that's really good. It's really good, but there's just nothing down. It's just, we're just, we're aerating right now.
3: So he's trying to run the breeze offense with the quarterback who can throw the, the football down the field.
2: Yeah, and you're not great. You know, the wide receivers aren't great at evading tackles. You're not getting a ton of run after catch. There's just no extra yards anywhere. Everything is very station to station. And yeah. You're dinking and dunking, and at some point you got to put the ball in the end zone. And, look, it, it was only sparingly, but it's still too much. Taysom Hill throws a huge interception yesterday when they were trying to be cute. Um more, more bad than good comes from Taysom playing quarterback. Oh yeah, we, he was two for three for nine yards with a pick.
3: There's no reason to do it
2: because you also have a dude that can run. I mean, like just go. Yeah, like it's I, I I don't know. I'm I'm or really can't run, but it's a big body that can get short yardage. I guess that's more the way to put it because Jameis actually is not fast.
3: Obviously, didn't get to see any NFL until last night a little bit, and by then I was exhausted. Yeah. What was the What was the Urban Meyer conversation yesterday?
2: I I don't know. I did not see any of that as far as we'll, – we'll focus on that a little overnight before our Tuesday, more NFL talk. Um, Kamara, 26 for 120 yesterday. Um,
3: oh, wow, well, that's pretty good. Yeah.
2: Only a long of 10. Though. What still did Barkley running. go for? 13 for 52. Oh. Huh. But scored the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, but 13 to 52. Jones ran for 27. Four carries. Uh, Kenny Yoliday, 6 for 116 yesterday. But, I mean, look, here's who caught passes for the New Orleans Saints yesterday. Marquez Calloway, Deontay Harris, Ty Montgomery, Taysom Hill, Jawan Johnson, Chris Hogan, Dwayne Washington, Adam Troutman, Kenny Stills, and Tony Jones Jr.
3: They're finally starting to pay the price for all of the Drew Brees contracts.
2: Brees threw them out of that problem, yeah. and now it's just a problem. There's There, there are no play. I mean, I, I like Deontay Harris okay, Um Callaway is a really good second, third option kind of guy. Hit some long balls, but yeah, it's not uh, it's not ideal. I mean, Callaway called a 58-yarder, and otherwise the longest completion yesterday was 21 yards, and there was only one of those. So they only had two passes for more than 20 yards. Um, but anyway, I don't know. We'll talk plenty more NFL tomorrow heading into uh, to whatever else. Yeah, I mean, I knew Urban was called or doing whatever he was doing at the bar. I, just, I don't know what the – the reaction yeah. was from an NFL standpoint. That's more what I was uh That doesn't
3: feel like that's gonna last long in Jacksonville. You think? Just got disaster.
2: The number of times I saw that coffee table photo <laughs> of all the pictures on the table yesterday on Twitter was, was startling. There was <laughs> there was a lot of that. There's was a lot of Photoshop that had happened. Oh it, it, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 perfect for yeah, yeah, that entire thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wh- whatever you can do there, that's that. That that's that. That's what that. Uh, uh, that's what that is. Uh, real quick, just um, who plays tonight? Ooh, who is the Monday night? Game? And there's no Eli Payton show tonight, right? Is, there's no Eli Payton show tonight. That is uh, that is correct. Well, oh, oh,
3: that tells you all you need to know about Monday night football. I've gone from oh, I, I can't miss it to oh, I'm
2: Raiders gone. Chargers. Yeah. Um, also, not that interesting. Arizona Cardinals 4-0 and and beat the Rams up pretty good last night. We but, listened to that coming yeah, back. Um, just, uh, I mean, both those teams are incredibly good. That yeah. that division is a bear.
3: But NFL football in the, in the radio is not bad at all. Is it? Yeah. We listened to the Jets-Titans game, the end of it, and yeah. then we flipped over to that. That's interesting. And then we listened to the end of Yankees-Rays because the Yankees clinched a wild-card spot. Baseball playoffs start tomorrow.
2: I was going to say, tomorrow you got uh, Yankees-Red Sox. Got that in Boston at 7 o'clock. Garrett Cole um, going there. I don't know who he's pitching against. I had it up, and now I can't find it. And then uh, Cardinals and Dodgers. Dodgers couldn't quite catch the Giants. The Giants hold on in the NOS yesterday. For you the Dodgers, you won 106 games, and you play a one game. Against the
3: Cardinals. Wainwright versus uh, Max Scherzer. That is correct, yes.
2: The Dodgers deserve to win. I, I need the Dodgers in the freaking playoffs. I know okay, what you feel. sure, I'll cheer for I them, I know too. what you feel. Okay, yeah. Yeah, red or blue tomorrow? Hmm, okay. <laughs> that game's Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday, October 6th. So
3: I've got two yeah. days to find my Dodger jersey somewhere yeah. in the house.
2: Um, So Red Sox-Yankees is a play-in game to the wild-card game, by the way. um, Are you sure? Is it not? No, I think it's the wild-card game. Oh, is it the wild-card game? Okay, sorry. Everything worked out because the
3: Rays... The uh, not the race the the Blue Jays and the Mariners were. Oh alive. yeah,
2: Thursday just starts the playoffs. I apologize. Yeah. On Thursday you've got White Sox at Astros. Okay, and then you have the winner of the AL game against Tampa Bay. Okay, yeah. So when does it. the Braves
3: Brewers series start?
2: Uh, I would assume. I don't know. I don't know why they're doing the schedule this way. It's kind of weird. Uh, Friday. Okay, we'll go Braves. Yeah. Friday is game two in. White Sox-Astros game two in the AL game, and then the uh, winner versus San Francisco in Atlanta at Milwaukee is in in that one. So you're Dodgers and Braves this week. Dodgers and Braves. Dodgers and Braves. Braves. Dodgers and Braves, let's do this. And the uh, game one in the NLDS is Charlie Morton against Corbin Burns in the uh, Braves-Brewers game. Burns is good. Yeah, so that's your – this is, uh, in
3: my opinion, this is the best month in sports. I know a lot of people disagree. You get football—that's middle the, the grind of the football season. You get the baseball postseason,
2: which is intense.
3: The NBA gets started. I know nobody cares. I do. Yeah. Uh, late October, the NBA gets started with regular season And the NFL starts games. taking shape. Yeah.
2: You get some real shape yeah. out of the NFL over the next four weeks. So no, so it's it's fun.
3: fun. I like. I like. I love October. Yeah. So it's all weather. Good. Hypothetically, the weather yeah. changes. Starts chilling up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Everybody's getting pumpkin everything. Are you a pumpkin spice Hell person? No no, I'm not no, 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 <laughs> not either. No, no, I mean,
2: no, God, no. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't like pumpkin pie. Like, I'm, I'm
3: out. I mean, isn't that funny? Because I like pumpkin pie fine, but like all the pumpkin coffee
2: and pumpkin. Latte well, and then they start and... doing it like first week of September. I know it's when like, it's still on. 400 degrees outside. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like yesterday. I swear, I think it's like the McRib, where if you had it 365, people go, no, that stuff's not good. It's just something about, oh, it's time. Yeah. But like yesterday,
3: we were at that soccer game at 2 o'clock, and it was hot, man. I mean, there was nothing that was fall about yesterday in Brandon, Mississippi. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nothing. It was summer still.
2: Uh, no, 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 not my, uh, not my thing. So we'll talk, uh, probably some more baseball. We'll talk, um, football tomorrow. And then whatever Lane Kiffin says from his press conference again around noon today on, uh, I guess technically on ESPN plus fix they we'll have content com But if you'd like to watch it, you're more than welcome to do that with a subscription there on ESPN. Yeah. We'll have it up on us. the
3: site later today. I'll do the, what he said, what he meant. Yep. And, um, we'll have. Chance Campbell will have a notebook. Stuff to you.
2: Um, Huge win for Ole Miss soccer yesterday, knocking off Florida and Gainesville for the first time in program history. Um, Ole Miss, right now, number five in the NCAA soccer RPI. Again, still a little ways to go. They're like three and one in the league, right? Yeah, I think they're only. only, They lost at Arkansas. I think that's the only loss in the league to this point. Um, So they, yeah, huge win for them against Florida yesterday. And then. Ole Miss women's golf is on the golf channel the next three days. They are at oh. the Blessings in Fayetteville for a big tournament out there. Where is that? I, um, where the, where's the course? I don't yeah. know. It says Fayetteville, but I have no idea. I've never been there. I don't mm. know. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the Blessings course in Fayetteville hosting a lot of top teams. So, I think the coverage starts at 4 o'clock all three days, but Ole Miss in that field on the golf channel the next three okay. days there in, uh, in Arkansas. So, just a little bit there. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hope you have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again on Tuesday
4: morning.